theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Bible says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be here. Like two, let me try it again. I'm glad to be in the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shut Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I say that I'm glad to be in the presence of Jesus, I really do mean it. I have had the privilege to grow up in the mission field as a missionary kid and my first experience that I had with God and him calling me to ministry was when I was 12 years old I used to see dad and do ministry and I looked at dad and I said man I want to have everything that he has hallelujah and I want to have like my wife was preaching a double portion of it and I remember that my father got a phone call and he went to a place they wanted to know more about Jesus and it doesn't matter where it is that when somebody wants to know more about Jesus you always need to go hallelujah praise God doesn't matter the cost doesn't matter where it's at one soul is one soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we went to this town. There was maybe about 150,000 people in that place. But something happened so extraordinary that just changed my life forever. And it was that that city was a very religious and very traditional church and when I was there and we rounded the corner of that big cathedral I saw something that changed my life and I asked my father because after, before my father came to the truth he was a man a priest in Mexico and so he came to the states and begin to know more about God and came into a Pentecostal church where nobody spoke amen uh, Spanish but when God began to move and speak to him everything that the preacher was saying God or the Holy Ghost was translating it into Spanish I believe that when there is a hungry heart for the things of God God will always receive glory 
So we went to this city. This city is called San Juan de los Lagos. San Juan de los Lagos is a beautiful city, but very religious and very tradition. And when we rounded that corner, I mean, from that cathedral, there was tens of thousands of people. And they were marching, and they would do what you call a procession. And when they were doing this procession, amen, hallelujah, there were people doing weird things. I had never seen it before. And there was people carrying, literally carrying crosses on their shoulder. There was people with crowns of thorns, real thorns on their heads, and blood was beginning to stream down. There was people on their knees crawling. All kinds of things people were doing. And I turned to my father and I told him, Dad, why do these people do these things? And he told me, son, it's because this is what religion and tradition has taught them to do. That if they make a payment to, to their gods and to their idols, that maybe, amen, they will receive what they have been asking for. That was not just enough for me. I got a little bold. I mean, I told dad, I said, I, I don't know where you're going to be at, but I want to go in the middle of that crowd because I want to feel what it is to be amongst people like that. 12 years old I got off the car I'm in and begin to walk in the middle of the crowd and when I begin to walk in the middle of the crowd particularly there was a old lady with a older uh, lady beside her and she was beside her and this one lady was on her knees and when I got close to her her knees was bleeding it just let me know that she had been crawling on her knees for just a little while she was uh, so old that they had her connected to an IV and she was almost fainting and I got close to her and I went to her and I looked at the other lady that was standing and I looked at her and I said ma'am what is she doing and that lady with tears in her eyes looked up at me. He said, hijo, he says, son, my daughter has only three weeks to live. And I am paying a sacrifice to my idol to see if he will be able to give me the miracle that I want. Oh, hallelujah. At 12 years old, I understood that how privileged am I to know who Jesus is. I looked at the I'm an old lady with tears in her eyes. And then tears become in my eyes. Hallelujah. And I said, ma'am, I want you to know right now that you don't need to do what you are doing right now. Because Jesus already paid in the cross everything that your daughter is going through. In fact, right now, hallelujah, I command for her to be healed in the name of Jesus. 
she looked at me she said may God hear your tender young voice hallelujah amen that day changed my life to feel what it is amen to know who Jesus is and for other people out there that doesn't know who he is that they worship something but they do not know the true and living God but today us in this place we know who Jesus is we know who Jesus is I said we know who Jesus is I don't know what you came for hallelujah but what you came for with all the money in the world you cannot buy there is not a sacrifice you can do there is nothing good that you can do because when it was paid it was paid with blood of the old man god manifested in flesh for he shall love the world that he gave his only begotten son for whoever that believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life I'm here to tell somebody you don't have to leave the same way you walked in Jesus is here and he is about to do something for you today in this place if you believe it clap your hands if you believe it Give God glory and honor and praise For He is worthy I've said He is worthy Hallelujah So every time I come into church I really do appreciate the presence of God I have seen what religion and tradition can do and they'll get you somewhere, but it won't get you where you need to be. But when you come into a church like the Extraordinary Church, where there is an extraordinary God, where, I mean, the atmosphere shifts and something begins to happen, I could tell you, hallelujah, that you are in the presence of the almighty God, Jesus. I don't want to hurry this up because somebody in this place right now you walked in defeated but you're going to leave hallelujah lifted up in the name of Jesus you walked in this place sick but God's going to heal you you are depressed with excited whatever it is but Jesus is here he already paid the price now just receive in faith what God has promised Spanish-speaking church because we we don't look at time time might look at us but we don't look at time amen we just let it fly 
Let God have his way. Everybody gets what they need. They pick up and they leave. There's not a dismissal in our services. Hallelujah, because we want for everybody to get what they need before they leave. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's, uh, I would like to give honor to who honor deserves and is due. Pastor Thompson, Pastor Sarah, the family. Hallelujah. You are an example of what it is to work for the kingdom of God. And let God reward you with such a beautiful congregation like the one you have. May God bless you. Amen. We will. We always pray for this church. My wife always comes back talking about amen, what God is doing here in Mississauga. And I really appreciate it. And I, I feel like Job, my, I had heard, but now my eyes see. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And to all the ministry that is here, God bless you. Amen. And if you see me that I'm looking a little bit to the right, it's because I can't get my eyes off of you, Jessica. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you see a good man, it's because there's always beside Amen, a good wife. Hallelujah. Amen. We have fought a lot of battles together, and we have won them all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. That's why we're still standing. We've been around the world. I met my wife at Texas Bridal, I mean Bible College. And amen. She, uh, she just caught my eye. You know how that happens? And I prayed real hard to God, and I prayed, and I said, God, that is my wife. Amen. And I told her later on, I said, God told me that you're my wife. And she said, oh, really? I said, yes. She said, okay. I'm like, wow, praise God. Amen. 15 days after being engaged for 19, uh, nine months, 15 days later, we went to the mission field. We began to work for the kingdom of God. No honeymoon, no nothing. Just knowing what, her, what she and I knows how to do is to serve God. And uh, God has blessed us. We worked in the, I mean, in Mexico for 10 and a half years as missionaries there in uh, Costa Rica and then in the Dominican Republic and God really did some great things and then we pastored in Miami we were able to establish two churches there and God blessed us with that hallelujah it's been a while I mean hallelujah but God is so good and to him be the glory and the honor and the praise amen and um uh it has been, it's been now 25 years that we have been married. And it seemed like it just happened yesterday. Hallelujah. Because when God puts it together, it's really good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles today, amen, I would like for you to go with me to two portion of the Word of God. 
Matthew chapter 8, reading from the fifth verse. The Bible says in the name of Jesus, Matthew chapter 8, reading from the fifth verse. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick with palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come in to heal him. The centurion, centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should have cometh under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. We know the rest of the scripture. The Bible says that Jesus was marveled that he had not seen so much faith like Israel. Amen. This is, the, this is the only place in the Word of God where Jesus was stopped in his tracks by a man that understood what authority was all about. And he said, Lord, I don't need you to go. Only speak the Word. Hallelujah. And Ecclesiastes, in the 8th chapter, the 4th verse, the Bible says, where the word of the king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what are you doing? Amen. Where the word of the king is, there is power. For just a few minutes, I would like to preach about the word of the king the word of the king hallelujah Jesus we thank you we give you glory and honor and praise we know that you're going to do great things we ask you Lord that your word will be the reading of your word would be blessed and that even weeks and years to come that there will be an echo of this message in our hearts in Jesus' name we pray. We give you glory and honor. And to you be God, all glory every day, all the time. And whatever you're going to do here, God, we will give you thanks and we will praise you and give you all of us to all of you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. A todos mis hermanos que hablan el, amen, el español. Aleluya, habrá alguien que habla español aquí Dios le bendiga ricamente Amén, les queremos, les amamos Y damos gracias a Dios por su vida Sigan adelante peleando la buena batalla de la fe Sabemos que en el nombre de Jesús hay poder Aleluya y no importa de dónde seas o quién seas Aleluya tú eres victorioso porque Jesús Ya ganó la batalla en el nombre de Jesús Amén Hallelujah. The word of, the, of God spoken in faith in the new, amen, in the name of Jesus has awesome power to overcome seamlessly, overly overwhelming obstacles. In Isaiah chapter 55, the Bible says, So as my word goes out from my mouth, it will not return empty, but it will accomplish what I have desired and achieved 
of the purpose of which it is sent. There is irresistible supernatural power in God's word. And it will not return empty, the Bible says. Everything that the word of God speaks to us will come to pass. Hallelujah. I believe in the word of God. The word of God is powerful. The word of God, hallelujah, will give us direction. The word of God will lift us up. I thank God for his word because when, I mean, his word is spoken, chains are broken. Hallelujah, sin has to leave. Demons tremble. When his word is spoken, there is nothing that can compare to it. The Bible says that where the word of the king is spoken, there is power. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. I thank God for that power. I thank God for the power of the word of God. Amen. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will drink anything and will not deadly and will not harm them. They will lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. So then after that the Lord has spoken these words, he was received up in heaven and set at the right hand of God. And they went out preaching everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word hallelujah let me tell you today in this place God is about to confirm a word for this church hallelujah it's going to be a word that's going to give you I'm in hope it's a word that's going to give you life it's a word that's going to give you direction God is going to confirm a word but not only word is going to be spoken but I believe that there's going to be a demonstration of signs and wonders of what God has promised. I believe it today that when God words comes to your life you will be transformed. Your life will be transformed and everything around you will be affected. Hallelujah in a positive way. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing in the division of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow and it is a discerning of the thoughts of, of the interpart of the heart. Hallelujah. First the Bible says amen that it is a living word. The word living amen always comes from the word zone. That means something like electricity or something that is always moving. Something that is always going on something that has life that's why we get that word a man living from amen hallelujah so when we talk about the word of God hallelujah it really means electricity so I mean the word of God is always hallelujah uh, giving us life uh, the word of God cannot fail because it is God himself uh, 
speaking uh, to him himself to whatever amen comes around uh, when he spoke into uh, amen the worlds to existence and the galaxies and everything uh, hallelujah it's no amazement that today they still discovering uh, hallelujah praise God uh, that there's still amen planets and galaxies that are being discovered uh, because the word of God does not die when he said let there be light hallelujah let the stars I mean there was because God I mean is powerful in his word hallelujah is forever will live I mean in anywhere where it is spoken hallelujah amen but the word of God not only lives but I heard one day that a man by the name of Gypsy Smith he told the man who said that he had received no inspiration from the word of God, although that he had gone through it several times. Amen. Gypsy Smith responded, let the word go through you once. Amen. And you will be telling a different story. And that is true. Hallelujah. A lot of people goes through the word of God like if they're just reading a book. But when you let this, I mean, the, the, the word of God go through you, you will forever be changed. Your life will be changed. Uh, everything that you are uh, around you will be changed because there is power in the word of God. Secondly, the Bible says that the word is powerful. For the word of God is living and powerful. And the translation to powerful also means energy or energetic but what it literally means that the word of God is at work or always working hallelujah praise God Charles Swindle said it like this news articles may inform us novels may inspire us poetry might enrapture us but the only, I mean, living and active word of God can transform us. In other words, the word of God is always working or, or is always at work. When I mean, the word of God is spoken, I can tell you today in this place, I mean, that long after we leave today, the word of God will still be working in our lives. Hallelujah. There is preachers that doesn't like to preach faith, doesn't like to preach miracles because they think that, amen, if they say something that is not going, amen, amen, they say something that doesn't come to happen, that they're the ones that are stay, amen, in all with what's going on. But I could tell you, hallelujah, that long after today that the word of God is preached, when we are asleep, it will still be working for us. Uh, hallelujah. That's why the, we sing that song that he is always working. Uh, hallelujah. Because even when we don't see him, uh, he is working. Uh, we, when, when we don't feel him, uh, he is working. I can tell you right now, God is about to start uh, a work in somebody's life. Amen. The Bible says, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away because it's always working. Amen. It's working right now in your life. It's working in my life. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And one thing I have learned that what God has said, it always shall come to pass. Hallelujah. What God has said, it will always come to pass. The fool might can mock it. The unbeliever can disclaim it. Or this, I mean, and the backslider can deny it and the saint can ignore it. But God's word forever is settled in heaven. And when God's word is spoken, there is power. And that power comes from the word dynamos. That means dynamite. It doesn't affect just one person. It affects everybody in the room. Hallelujah. I'm, thank God for that kind of power. Because I don't have to scream it. I don't have to yell it. I don't have to be loud. All I have to do is raise my hands and worship God. Because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. It doesn't matter if you sing it, if you pray it, uh, hallelujah, if you preach it, if you, uh, whatever you do, you teach it. When the word of God is spoken, uh, there is power. That is why, uh, hallelujah, he inhabits the praises of his people. Because when we begin to worship him, uh, he comes for you where least expected. Uh, and he sits down at your feet uh, to hear what him and you are doing uh, and what you are saying. Hallelujah. A few years after arriving to Mexico as a missionary kid. Amen. My father got another call up in the mountains in the jungle. I was, I was probably about 13 years old and somebody said there's people up in the villages in the mountains that wants to know more about Jesus and so my dad said okay and it was summertime and we were I mean uh, on vacation I wasn't in school so I went with dad we walked probably about 12 hours to get to the, I mean, to the village where we were supposed to have a healing crusade. And in the middle of the healing crusade, Dad was going to teach about the oneness of Jesus. And so we went up into the mountains. And first night, my dad preached. Amen. And he really preached like a faith message. A man pushed into oneness, water baptism in Jesus' name. I don't know how he did that, but he did it. And hallelujah, everybody had faith, I guess. And, and they stayed after service, a lot of them, and wanted to know more about what it was to receive the Holy Ghost and to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so my father stayed there, and I stayed with my father until late hours of the night. And uh, a man uh, finished. Pastor came and said, I want to be the first one to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so, hallelujah, my dad said, uh, well, tomorrow 
I'm not leaving until the afternoon, so we'll go out to the water in the morning and we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. And he said, yes, me and all my family. And so my dad said, okay, that's fine. We went, I mean, very poor places there. I mean, straw hut roof, dirt floor, bamboo walls. They didn't have too much there. We walked, I mean, 12 hours to get to that village. But the second night, something happened. Something extraordinary happened. Something that changed, I mean, the way I have faith in the things of God. Hallelujah. And I had been pursuing the gift of this and the gift of that. And one day a prophet came to me and he said, instead of uh, you pursuing gifts, why don't you just get pursue God and that will help everything else. And amen. And uh, you, the other stuff comes later. Amen. Because I wanted to put hands upon the sick and amen, to see everything, you know, happen. But uh, I could tell you that there was so many times that I prayed for people. And I remember one case, instead of somebody, when I was young, instead of somebody getting better, I don't know if they got better or they got worse. Amen. Hallelujah. And Satan came to me and told, he, he came and talked to me. He said, you see, I told you you shouldn't have done it. And I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just, I mean, just one prayer that doesn't, that didn't go the way I thought it should go didn't mean that I was going to stop praying for people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But anyways, so we were up there the second day. It was hot. No place to uh, lay your head. Just dirt floor, bamboo walls, and straw hut roof. And all they gave you to drink all day was coffee. Every day, all day. Amen. Hallelujah. And we were there, and my father that day, he was preaching about blind Bartimaeus. And he was saying, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And my dad was, you know, right into the message. And, amen, God healed him. And Jesus, amen, gave him back his side. And, and my father and the people were there worshiping God like Hispanics knows how to do it. Hallelujah. But suddenly... I saw when a short amen, Mexican came all the way up to where the altar place was. The platform was high. It was dark in that place. The only thing that really lighted up that place was amen, a, a gas lamp. And it was a big place, bigger than this place. And uh, suddenly... When all of that was going on, my father kept on preaching behind the pulpit. And all you could see behind that big old pulpit was some Mexi short Mexican with his hair standing up in the air. And you could see his head bouncing up and down. I mean, interrupting my father and uh, doing all kinds of things. And, and my father kept on preaching but I started to see that my father started getting really uncomfortable with this man keep on insisting and trying to stop my dad from preaching. Hallelujah. But my dad kept on preaching. But it got so intense 
that I met my father, stop preaching. Went down the stairs, got close to the man, and he said, calm down. <laughs> he said, what do you want? He said, I believe what you are preaching. He said, I believe what the word of God says. He said, my brother is in the back, and he also believes. And my dad said, well, that's good. Let me keep on preaching because there's more to this. He said, no, we have believed. I said, okay. And my dad got close to him. I said, well, I mean, and he looked at me. I just looked back, and I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know nothing Hallelujah. And my dad said, well, go and get your brother. Because we're going to pray for him. Because God is going to heal him. Amen. And the man, the short man, ran real fast. Went to go and bring his brother to the front. His brother was taller than him. And when he came to the front, my dad was... A man far away from where he was standing and a man, my father asked him, do you believe that God is going to heal you? He said, yes, I've been blind for 15 years and I believe that God can heal me because I've been hearing what you have been preaching today. And so my father said, well, come closer to the front because I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask the church to stand. And they, they all stood and said, well, if you believe now, I want you to raise your right hand and point it to him. And we're going to pray that God is going to heal I mean, this man. But my father could not see his face very well. So my father got his flashlight and I mean, put it close to his face to see who he was. And when my father, I mean, put his flashlight close to my to this man's face, uh, hallelujah, this man was not only blind, pastor, he had no eyeballs. Hallelujah. And so, a man, my dad stepped back and said to the brother, to the short little brother, Brother, your brother is not only blind, but he has no eyeballs. What do you want me to do? Pray for him? He said, yes. We believe the word that you have spoken. And we believe that God is going to give him man, his sight back. Hallelujah. My dad, I mean, even went a little bit back. I saw him giving steps backwards. And he said, well, what happened to your brother? He said, my brother, I mean, here in the villages, uh, people, we don't have policemen. I mean, people take justice in their own hands. And my brother, before he came to the Lord, he was a very bad man doing very bad things. And his punishment was that they plucked his eyes out. And my dad said, well, praise God. And you say that he is going to receive a sight today. And the young, I mean, brother, the short brother said, yes, we believe it. So my father, so I mean, just kind of like 
backed up a little bit. And I saw when he put his head down and he began to pray this prayer because I was right close by. He began to say, God, you are going to be glorified today in this place. I have spoken your word and somebody has believed it. Now, God, let your will be done. In Jesus' name, not for my sake, God, for, but for these people that doesn't know who you are, for them to believe and to be, amen, believers. And they can receive, amen, faith by seeing what you're about to do. And that was my father's prayer. And suddenly it came one of those moments where the atmosphere did shift. And I opened my eyes in the... The ground was shaking. That place was shaking. There was like a wind of fresh air that was just coming in. Amen. And I opened my eyes and I saw the floor and everything. And my dad looked at me and I looked at my dad. My dad says, the presence of Jesus has just walked in to this place right now. And my father, amen, asked them to, amen, put their hands and point them toward, toward this man and my dad began to pray a prayer of faith and when my father began to pray this prayer of faith hallelujah amen not a few minutes had passed when suddenly a man this blind man begin to scream and he begin to yell and he begin to make a scandal and for the last thing, he got close to my dad and he got him by the head and he said, Preacher! And my dad got his flashlight. And when my dad got his flashlight, hallelujah, my dad looked and I saw when my dad was shocked and I said, What happened, dad? He said, This man has eyeballs in his head again. Hallelujah, praise God. Amen. When the people saw what began to happen, hallelujah, they begin to rejoice in the Lord. They begin to jump miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle started happening in that place. There was people that were a man could not walk and begin to walk. There was a man that his leg was shorter than the other one and I saw as it began to grow and be the same size as the other leg. Amen. Miracles happened that day in that place. Hallelujah. It was three o'clock in the morning and people were still being touched by God. I'm telling you that when you speak the word of the king, there is power. There is power. There is resurrecting power. There is healing power. There is power in the name of Jesus. But pastor, what is a miracle if there's no witness? See, we want miracles to be entertained. But we don't want miracles so it could witness to those that doesn't know who Jesus is. 
So we went to sleep. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, sleeping on the dirt floor. I mean, when people begin to whine to me how bad they got it. When my kids, when my kids, they start, And I'm just at the table listening to them. And they are waiting for me to open my mouth because, amen, when I begin to tell them how bad I had it when I were their age, no comparison. Amen. So, sleeping on the dirt floors. I don't know if you know what... Uh, chicken bugs are, but they're worse than bed bugs. They go into inside of your skin and doesn't come out. Oh, it's, it's bad. Amen. Amen. It'll leave you scratching yourself for weeks. Amen. Hallelujah. Whenever you see a missionary kid Anywhere you where you see a missionary kid, give him a chance. He has gone through some things. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got up and it looked like I had chicken pox. But it wasn't chicken pox, it was chicken bugs that got me all well until about 7:30 in the morning. Somebody comes and starts knocking on the door. Then dad says, you go and open the door. I don't know if that has ever happened, but that's what happened to me. Amen. And kept on knocking on the door. I'm like, we just went to sleep. And I barely fell asleep, feeling all, Ugh. Have you ever felt like that? Trying to go to sleep, but there's something bothering you. And Well, that was happening to me. And dad told me to get up and go and open the door. So I, I used to, you know, when I was growing up, I lived in the times of the law. Today we live in the times of grace. But my, my father's word was law, you know. And he said, get up. It didn't matter how tired or how bothered or anything that was going on. I, I had to get up. So I got up, walked to the door, opened the door. And the pastor was there, and he said, he said, where's your father at? I said, I knew dad had to come and answer this door. So I went back, and I talked to my dad, and I said, dad, the pastor's out there. And he is wanting for you to come to the door. And I was thinking, I said, you should have come the first time and let me sleep. Man. Hallelujah. And so dad got up and he went to the door. And when he went to the door, the pastor was like on steroids. Like, I don't know, he was just moving like that. And, and uh, he said, 
Pastor Marquez, I want, I want you to come, please. And I mean, come to the basketball uh, court uh, where uh, all the people are gathered in this place together with the alcalde, with the mayor, hallelujah, of, of, of the town, of the village, uh, because they are waiting for you there. And, and my dad said, well, what, what do I do? You know, but, uh, their people are very mean over there, and they take justice into their own hands. And my dad said, no, 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 no. The pastor said, no, no, no. They want to speak with you. So my dad got up. I got ready. We got all ready. And we went a minute over there. And when we got there, there was probably about, I don't know, 700 people there. And I mean, we're like, where in the world all these people came from? There's not that many houses. Amen. And my dad asked the, asked the pastor, what are all these people here doing? He said, the man that was blind and that received his sight did not sleep all night. He went to all the villages and he began to testify to the people. And he began to tell them that you were going to leave in the afternoon and that they needed to hear what God has sent through him to you. And they are here and they're waiting because their faith has amen, been turned to, amen, to you because they saw and they heard that you laid hands on the man that we all know here in the village. And now he has eyeballs. So when my dad went there, I was right beside him. And my dad said, yes, I'm here. What, what can I help you? And the mayor stood forward and he said, I am the mayor of all these villages. I'm like, and he said, okay. And my dad said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, Mr. So-and-so has here told us about, amen, that you have something to say to us that will give us salvation and that will let us be able to see things like happened last night. These people are very simple. Their faith is very simple. There's not, amen, a lot of uh, uh, things to have faith. People, does, some people didn't even know what a car looked like. But my father said, okay, what do you want me to say? And pastor, a man that was there, his name was Juanito. Brother Juanito said, ah, why don't you give him a Bible study, a water baptism in Jesus' name like you, the one you gave to me? <laughs> I've never seen a, a man, a Bible study, a water baptism have so much effect and somebody hallelujah in such in five minutes my dad opened the word of God and he began to preach from the word it was just the word then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift and he just began to for the promises unto you and to your children. 
And to all that as far as many as our Lord God shall call. And my dad stopped there. And the mayor said, are you telling us that in order to be able to get what you have, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name? I said, my father said, I did not say that. I just read you what the word says. So my father, amen, hallelujah. He said, well, we all here today. And we all want to be baptized. Amen. We all want to be baptized. We believe. And we want to be baptized in Jesus' name. It was about 9 o'clock in the morning. And they went to the little puddle of water. It was deep enough to baptize people. But it was cold. Really cold. And my dad asked again, all of you going to be baptized? And the mayor and the pastor said, see, todos, yes, everybody. <laughs> so my dad got in the water. And at 8.39 o'clock, one. And they would come out speaking in tongues. Two, three, four. Five, and the water was so cold that my dad had to get out of the water, kind of rub himself down, hallelujah, do a little bit of exercise, and he would get back in the water, and he would say, next, and he would baptize again and again and again. It was 12 o'clock, and still people were being baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It was 4 o'clock, and still people were being baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. When they would come out of the water, they would be speaking in tongues. And the word began to spread around everywhere. Amen. Hallelujah. And miracles and miracles and miracles and miracles kept on happening. And people being saved. And expand the expand of 10 years. I saw my father together with other ministers baptize more than 10,000 people in Mexico in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And I have learned something, amen, that miracles without a witness, hallelujah, it's just a miracle that stays, amen, here. But when there is miracles that has a witness, that when people are seeking not a miracle but for somebody to be saved, there will always be a signs confirming what you have preached and what you believe. And when you preach the word of God, there will be effects in the kingdom of God that you will never have been able to have if you were just seeking the miracle. I'm here to tell you, if you don't know about Jesus and you have not been baptized in Jesus name Jesus wants to heal you but more than anything else he wants to save your soul hallelujah more than anything else he wants to give you a new life for the Bible says all things have 
Praise God. And so I'm asking today if there is somebody that believes in the word of the power that there is in the word of God. Because I believe that miracles are going to happen here. And there's going to be witnesses that's going to go and tell somebody about what Jesus did. See, church, sometimes we make it a little bit complicated and a little difficult. And we begin to try to look for the best next word and the, the best next way. And the amen. But I have seen simple faith when it operates. There doesn't need to be much. No instruments, no music, no light. Dirt word floor, floors, uh, straw hut roofs. Uh, it doesn't need everything for God to work. Uh, oh, it needs a simple faith uh, for somebody to say, I believe in the word of the king. I believe that there's power. I believe that I can be free. I believe that I can be set free in Jesus' name. I believe that God can restore, that he can forgive, that he can do great things if we only have simple faith to believe today all things are possible. Hallelujah. Uh, Amen. I was, I was on deputation, my last deputation. I was a missionary. And uh, I always preach about faith. Amen. Because faith is what I know. Not that, I mean, that it makes great splashes. But faith always I mean, proceeds to seeing somebody saved. Hallelujah. So I was preaching about faith, and I was preaching about how God wanted to do what he wanted to do. There was a young lady that when she walked in, kind of like the Holy Ghost just connected me with her. She was with a hoodie, dressed in black completely. And I, I wondered what that was. Later on, my wife and my children told me, they're called gothic. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> amen, hallelujah. And so, amen, when, I, when my eyes connected with her, she immediately put her head down, put, I mean, kind of like shriveled up and... That's the way she stayed all service. Amen. And, amen, I was preaching. And suddenly, as I made an altar call to the front, amen, this young lady, on the first altar call that I made, she didn't come. But the second time, I said, you know who God is, but you've been away from him for a long time. And Satan has been tormenting you. And you suffer from anxiety and this and this and that. And when I begin to say this, she lifted up her head and looked at me. And I mean, I don't know what made her. She started stepping forward. And I said, 
And I got close to her and I said, uh, can I help you? Can I pray with you? Tell me what do I need to pray with you about? She said, everything that you just said, that you said is what I am battling with. She said, I want you to know that, amen, uh, I have attacks of anxiety. And I also have, I get nervous. And when chaos begins to break out in my home, man, I just... I, I don't know what to do, and so I have to go into a room by myself, and I get something sharp, and I cut myself. She said, I, I've been like this for a while, and the Holy Ghost began to say, there's a spirit that has latched onto this young lady that has been tormenting her. And so I told her, I said, do you want to be free from this and completely change your life today? And she said, yes. <laughs> That's all God needs is for somebody to have the attitude of yes. And I said, okay. And she said, I want you to see. And she picked up her sleeve that was very it wasn't tight she rolled it up and I could see cuts on her and she rolled up the other sleeve and the same thing and amen I I told her I said for how long you've been doing it she said for a long time and tears began to come down her eyes and and uh she said, you should see my, my legs. And I said, that's okay. I believe, I believe what you're saying. And I said, but God's going to deliver you today. And you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. And everything that has been keeping you down and out and everything that has been keeping you from God, today it ends. And God is going to erase all of that. And you will never be able to, amen, be able to look back and remember that in your heart. You'll remember it in your mind, but in your heart, it will not affect you anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I started praying for her. And it was, a, I mean, there, there was an altar call going on and everything. And when I started praying for her, Immediately she began to speak in other tongues of the Spirit begin to fill her. And that was not, I mean, the only thing. But she stopped. And then she began to worship God in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, Gloria a Dios. This is even better because I didn't know she, she didn't speak Spanish. I said, I should have started in Spanish because... Amen. Spanish is my cup of tea. And so, amen. I begin to pray with her. And I begin to pray in Spanish. And, 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 oh, and I just started. And, and uh, after a little while, she just looked at me. I said, que bueno que usted habla español. And she just looked at me. 
I said, hablas el español, verdad? You speak Spanish, right? And she said, no. I said, I just heard you speaking in Spanish. She said, yeah, I was worshiping God and I began to feel as my tongue began to move and then I stopped and then I just kept on moving but I didn't know what I was saying. I said, you were speaking in Spanish and you were saying, I love you, Jesus, and I worship you and I give you glory and honor and praise. I said, you know, there's one more thing that you need to do. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. She says, well, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. I said, well, let me go and tell the pastor. And the pastor went, and I said, amen, hallelujah. I went to the pastor. I said, pastor, she wants to be baptized in Jesus' name tonight. And the pastor said, well, we'll do it. And they went, they took her back, and she got baptized in Jesus' name and when she came out of the water, she began to speak in other tongues of the Spirit began to give her the utterance. And she began to speak again in Spanish. I'm like, oh, my God. Hallelujah. I wish somebody could hear this young lady worshiping Jesus in Spanish. Hallelujah. Praise God. But that, didn't, that, that wasn't the only thing that happened. Hallelujah. What happened... What happened also other than all those things, inside of the water, she got overexcited. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen people like that get overexcited after they come out of the water. And she began to yell, I don't have the scars no more. And I, I thought... Like God, I thought, you know, God had done something inside of her. But she called me to where she was at. And she said, preacher, I want you to see my arms. And she rolled up her sleeves. And there was not one single scar. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me immediately. And he said to me, he said, I want you to tell her that like she doesn't see the scars on her arms, there's been some scars inside of her soul that, I mean, she won't see anymore. Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. I went to her and I said, you know, everything that happens in the natural, and the inner parts in our supernatural, what we cannot see, it happened in such a way that you might not be able to see it, but something inside of you is working. And what you heard today and what you experienced, it will keep you keep on growing inside of you. And it will never stop if you won't want to stop. I told them that. And she said, thank you, preacher. Because I had been to a lot of churches, but nobody had prayed for me and did what you did today. I said, I didn't do nothing. Jesus did it because I'm just like you. Pastor called me weeks later and said, she this Sunday has just filled up a whole row of young people. 
first-time visitors. Man, what am I trying to say here today? That there is power when we begin to speak the word of God. But not only speak the word of God because sometimes we speak things that we don't believe. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you that when you begin to speak the word of the king, hallelujah, there is not, some people speak the word of God and they don't expect a reaction I mean, from the word of God. So they, what they do, they just uh, stay in one place uh, and they don't, I mean, expect nothing from God. But when you open your mouth and you begin to speak what God has told you to say and you be speaking in faith, amen, uh, there will something begins to change. Hallelujah. Something begins to happen. Everything that you thought that was, I mean, impossible, God begins to work uh, and begins because his work is always working, it will start to work immediately in the hearts of those that need him. I don't know how many needs God today, but I'm speaking a word to you of faith. And I hope that your faith can rise because it is time for the extraordinary church to see extraordinary amen, miracles, to see extraordinary growth. Hallelujah. This is the time. Time, uh, that God has chosen, ordained, uh, and decreed uh, that we will see uh, the extraordinary happen. Uh, amen. I like the name of this church because it puts you in a spot that it makes you get out of the way so God can be who he is because we can only be ordinary. But when the word of God is spoken, then something extraordinary begins to happen. Hallelujah. Let's let God be God. Hallelujah. And let him do extraordinary exploits in this place in Jesus' name. Can we stand to our feet? Speak the word. Speak the word. I wonder in this place if there's somebody that can speak the word of God. I don't know what you've been going through, but the word of God is powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I believe that there's miracles here. And since I got to Mississauga, amen, I have been asking God, God, speak to me. And God has spoken to me to tell you a word. I'm a pastor. That is my my calling. I'm not a prophet, but I do know how to go into a region and hearing God's voice and knowing what I mean God is trying to do with certain people.
people at certain times. And I talked to pastor about this because if it was just something that it was me, then I was going to just preach the word of God and have a good service and leave. Amen. But as I, I was here on Thursday, my wife was preparing to have service here. I, I said, as I begin to meditate and pray and seek God on Thursday, God began to speak to me about this church. Extraordinary church of Mississauga. Amen. And this is what he told me. The only thing that I could hear in a very clear voice and then a great impression was divine, divine, divine. And that is all I could hear. And it was, it was divine, divine, divine. And then after he said divine, I could hear another word. Amen. And the other word was provision. 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 And I came to the conclusion that God was trying to tell this church that there is going to be divine provision imparted into this church. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.